Hello, friends. Happy day. We are back. You have Coach Kat. And Mike. And we're actually going to talk about coaching today and what the coaching experience should look like. There is a lot of areas that this field can get a little bit cloudy and a little bit murky. And some people have crossed the lines of like what a coach should be able to do and what they shouldn't be able to do. So we are going to give you the experience from not only people who have been coached, but also people who are now the coaches. So with that, let's dive in. All right, so we're going to kick this episode off by, I don't know if it's quite an elephant in the room, but some people have kind of noticed, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because summer's coming or because COVID is now like really starting to wrap up, quote unquote, whatever that means, but we have suddenly had like a really big influx of people that are, again, like interested in being clients of ours. We actually did a discovery call this morning, and it's not that we're not coaching right now. We've just been really quiet about it. We have. And it's there's so many things involved in it. Um, the biggest elephant in the room is... Um, Spit it out. Say it. You gotta, well, you're putting it out into the world. <laughs> well, I, I'm going back to school. And for those who don't know me that well, for those who have known me for quite a while... I'm the type of person who loves a challenge. I'm the type of person who really has pushed himself to great lengths to achieve some big things in life and achieve things that I never thought were possible. And I finally hit that wall where I was like, I'm happy being a paramedic. I love being a paramedic. And it's something that I could absolutely do for the rest of my life. But I needed one more challenge. So your boy is going back to school. <laughs> yes, Mike is pushing the limits and has decided he wants to throw his hat into the ring of becoming a doctor. And because of that, we've been really quiet on the coaching front. We definitely have not been putting it out there as much. Again, not to say that we haven't been doing it. We have still been quietly dealing um, with clients. That's not really a good word to put it, but like still managing our clients. We just really haven't been um, advertising it because the last thing we want is to overwhelm ourselves. So, and, uh, we, we've also been trying to like, I don't know, try to make the most of, of the employment we have now and trying to kind of fill our time with that. I mean, not to say that we've pushed clients aside. It's just, we've, we've taken the winter to really focus on us. Yeah. I think that's a good more. way to put it. Yeah. yeah. We just haven't really been advertising that we have coaching spaces available and now that this influx suddenly has come our way again like we're we're not saying no to it by any means we just we just didn't want to put a ton of pressure on ourselves to go out and um try and really spread the word on it so I'm excited that there's like people are coming to us again especially like for the summer like I think it's gonna be pumped we also have our gym set up now which we're finally getting to put to good use we've had a few clients in there now and yeah, so there it is. There's the elephant in the room. Mike is going back to school. Mike is going to be a doctor. And we just didn't want to take on this like huge number of clients and then not be able to um, like finish up with them. 
Yeah. So I, now is a good time, and it's fine that this influx is happening. Now it gives us tons of time to to spend time and dedication with the clients that we do have. Yeah, I I, I feel like it's not like it's not like we wanted to turn away clients, but in a way, it was doing them a disservice to not give them our full and undivided attention, right? And invest ourselves as much in their goals mm-hmm. as we absolutely can. And I think, yeah. I, I just, I didn't want to burn anybody. We didn't want to burn anybody. We didn't want to do them a disservice and we didn't want to make them feel um, not looked after because if it's anything, especially as two people who have been coached before, not feeling looked after, I feel is like the biggest hindrance to motivation and gains and progress. And I didn't want to, I don't think we wanted to put anybody through that. But with that being said, yeah. Your, your peeps are coming back, and we are going to be open, opening some coaching spots. So if you guys are interested, we've reviewed our pricing, and I'll talk about this more at the end, but we've reviewed our pricing. We're going to make it more affordable because shit's pretty crazy right now, but we want to open up to you guys, and we want you to be part of our team. Yeah, and don't take this episode as us trying to sell you on on signing up with us and being our clients and us being your coaches. That is not the purpose of this episode you whatsoever. Um, it, it's simply just to shed a bit of, or like give a little bit of light to a situation that a lot of people have a lot of questions on. That's all this is. This is an information episode, just like all the rest. So don't think this is a plug. We yeah. just, it was a good time to, to air out the room about what's been yeah. going on when it comes to us and our clients. Yeah. So, and I mean, it is our platform and, and we absolutely will like highlight our team. That being said though, take what information you can from this. And if you don't want to sign up with us, you, you're looking for another coach, take this information and carry it forward to find out what is the best coach for you. Absolutely. Because this is what it's all going to be about. And there may be some feathers ruffled. I will say it again. I'm sorry I'm an asshole. <laughs> but... There's a lot of there's a lot of shit that we need to sift through, and if you guys are looking for a coach or coaches, absolutely take this information and apply it. Because yeah. essentially, when you're looking for a coach, it's essentially like a job interview. Absolutely. End of the day, it is like a job interview. You are not applying. You are not applying for the job. You as a client are not applying for a job. You're looking for someone who's going to be able to fill that spot appropriately. Who's going to be able to help you achieve your goals. Yeah. You, you should be doing the interviewing when it comes to a coach. Like, I know for us, when we sit down with a client, um, we have, like I mentioned, like we have what's called a discovery call. And it is like, it's this, it's a free call that we sit down with our client and discuss like their goals and where they want to go. But it is also a time for them to ask us like what we're offering. And the point of that call is to make sure that we're a good fit for each other. Mm-hmm. Because if someone's coming to us and they're asking things of us that we either cannot do like act, like legitimately can't do as coaches or it's not our style like I want to make sure by the end of that call it's a free space for both sides to say we're not the people for you you're not the coaches for me whatever that conversation looks like and I think it's really important to have that conversation with people because there is a lot of variety in this space and so just because I don't know, maybe you like us as people, doesn't necessarily mean we're actually a good coaching fit for you. So let's dive into, I guess, what to look for in a coach. Like if you are considering signing up with a coach, um, and let's be realistic, there are 
hundreds of thousands of coaches out there. It's a huge, huge, huge pool of people to sift through. And I think a lot of people get drawn to a coach either A, because they like them just as people. And like typically we're seeing a lot of advertising on social media. So you see like those like highlight reels of their life and you get drawn to that, which is why you kind of start to get curious about them as a coach to begin with. Um, Another way that they, that you might be drawn to somebody as a coach is just based on their training style. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people were really bad for this. We're really bad at like um, broadcasting and advertising um, our client wins. Like we just, I don't, it's not that they're not there and it's not that we're not proud of it. We just like, I think our community is the type of community that likes to do things quietly. So if our clients aren't comfortable with us, like sharing with the world, their wins and their roadblocks, like we're not going to do that. But that is how a lot of people get drawn to it. You see like the client transformations, whether it be like physical body transformations or like in their numbers, like whatever that looks like. I, in a way, like I feel like, you know, those, those, those client wins are best celebrated in your team, like Mm -hmm. within your circle. Um, In a way, like I've, I've always been hesitant to share those client win stories, not because I'm not proud of them or anything, but because it's not it's not necessarily my story to tell. Yeah. And I feel like if it's the person that it's the individual that 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 um, worked their ass off, that's that's kind of their story to tell. Not saying that if someone said, "Hey, can you put this on social media for me?" Not saying that I wouldn't do it. I absolutely would. We absolutely would. But at the end of the day, like it's their story to tell whether they choose to tell it or not. And sometimes if you just want to sit down on a phone call with us and just have a little dance party and celebrate, I'm here for it. Like, I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah, so paying attention to the coaching style specifically is super important. Mm -hmm. We have talked about all the different types of training that are out there before and making sure that the coach that you are interested in is aligned with the training that you like to do is super duper important just because you like that person or just because you like their transformations or whatever that however you're referencing like you think that's going to be a good fit for you if you are looking to train for a marathon you're not going to sign up with a powerlifting coach that doesn't make sense so making sure that the training that you like to do, the movements, the activities that you like to do are aligned with the coach that you're looking at, I think is the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. Having that, having that common ground of something that you, you can see yourself adhering to, something that excites you, something that, that motivates you, and something that is easy to, easy to assimilate, um, I think is going to be a big selling factor. Um, Again, transformations are great. Uh, a coach's looks, appearance, right? If they're shredded more than a bag of cheese, great. But what is that like? Does that entail? Does that mean knowledge, right? Does that translate over to knowledge? Mm-hmm. I would say I'd be hesitant to like find a coach be- just because they look a certain way. Really dig, dig in, dig into their social media, dig in what their training style is like. You know what sorts of things have they personally achieved, and what sorts of education or experience they bring to the table? Absolutely, and just because somebody says they have a certificate, like, doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be a successful coach for you. Mm-hmm. This is where, like, um, a big part of it is is having that common ground, um, having the experiences, being able to share their story. Um, 
those things like do come into play. So, and even when it comes to like the nutrition side, um, different coaches will coach differently. Some coaches out there are like strictly macro based and you don't have a choice, but to like follow your macros and hit your macros. And that's pretty much all they're going to do for you when it comes to the nutrition. There's also the flip side of like the habit based when it comes to your food and stuff. And that's not to say that you can't dabble both ways, but just knowing like what that coach's main focus is and where they tend to tether their clients to, um, is, is an important question to ask. Cause that might not be something that they just put out there. It's not really something that's going to be like an advertisement or a selling yeah. factor, but it's yeah. an important question to ask. Like, when it comes to the nutrition side, like what are, if I was the client, I'd be like, what are your expectations of me when it comes mm-hmm. to the nutrition yeah. and those things? Um, Another big thing to look for when you're, when you're looking for a coach is are they going to educate you or are they just going to dictate what you do? Mm. That's a big thing for me. I think education piece is a massive piece of a coaching puzzle and I think that should be absolutely take prevalence versus just dictating where your path is going to go creating that roadmap super important absolutely but educating how we're going to approach it you know how we're going to mitigate roadblocks all these things i think that becomes um paramount to a proper coach absolutely um because if they're just going to dictate what you do again just kind of sets you up for I don't want to say failure, but not as successful as you can be. It's that, like, it's that all or nothing mentality mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Like, if a coach is just simply telling you what to do, but not explaining the why behind it. We've talked about this before, like, with some of our previous coaching experiences when we were the client. Like, that was a big, big thing for us was, like, we started asking questions and we weren't getting the answers because that wasn't the type of coach that person wanted to be, yeah. where... I want to educate. We say this to our clients all the time. Like, the goal with our clients is to break up with them. Yeah. We want to make ourselves redundant at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, I want my clients to, at some point, to be able to to come to me and be like, hey, it's not working anymore because I don't need you. Yeah. Like, that's my goal. And And I think that should be every coach's goal, is to be able to coach someone to wherever they want to be and then leave them with enough education and knowledge to go out and be able to continue doing the things that they've been doing and continue to progress without me standing there. Absolutely. Um, And I think that's a big part of it is like how hands-on or hands-off is this coach going to be? So is an example is um, do you simply just do like a weekly check-in with them over email? They have like a form that you fill out. It's super common. Usually you just like have a form to fill out. You send your progress pictures, send it over and you may or may not get a response. Yeah. And if that is what, if you want that really hands-off coach where they're simply just there to monitor what's happening and make, and step in when big changes need to happen, that's fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. But if you are someone who needs a little bit more, there's other ways that we can go about it. I know for us, yes, we have the form. We have the form and we have the pictures. Like, check-in photos are important. Filling out the check-in form is yeah. important. But we also sit down with our clients and have, like, an hour-long scheduled discussion of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, and it's more than just it's more than just tell me about your progress. It's tell me about your week. Tell me how this made you feel. Tell, tell me where something felt a little bit crunchy. Like it's more than just this is just your progress day. Like it's more like how are we doing overall? Mm-hmm. Like 
mental health wise becoming a super important topic yeah. of discussion right super important coming out of a you know two-year pandemic like the topic of mental health is becoming more and more prevalent so we have to approach that a coach has to approach that it's more than just like cool yeah you, you deadlifted 10 more pounds this week awesome see you later like for some people that might be totally okay yeah. and, and we've definitely had those clients where it's like you know what i just need you guys once a week to be there so we can talk about things and then be done with it just like we've had clients that's like hey you know having that daily motivational text like or having those open lines of communication becomes super important so you have to really balance out how important that is to you how important it is to have someone there every step of the way versus just having someone there just to kind of be like a a, you know like a an accountability accountability or or like like a mile marker sort of thing like just be there just in in case you need to know what's what if you have questions if you have if you have questions Um, Another thing that is important to look at is, and this kind of ties into a couple of the other things we've talked about, but does your coach's goals align with your goals? Like if your goal is to, is to increase your deadlift, like if that is your specific goal, um, but your coach's goal is to have this like crazy transformation weight loss with you, like those are two different things and how you if you're focusing, if your specific focus is is your deadlift, um, there are coaches out there that are just strength based mm-hmm. coaches. Like, um, there's literally just programs just made for deadlifting. Yeah, and nothing else really matters. But if you're looking, but if you're looking just for that, and this coach is more of like an overall lifestyle coach, like that's not really fair to ask of your coach first of all. Yeah, and it's not fair for you at the end of the day. So. Making sure that your goals are aligned. Um, Again, like if stepping on stage is not your goal, but you're going to a coach who specifically deals with like um, bodybuilders and competitors in that aspect, yeah, that's not fair to either of you because your expectations of each other are going to be very different. It's going to be different expectations and it's going to be completely different mindsets going into your coaching Um, especially, and this is coming from someone who, who really likes strength sports, like making someone strong oftentimes comes with sacrifices in terms of body composition, physique, all that stuff. If you're not in the mindset to relinquish some of that control or some of those ideals or some of those goals, strength coaching might be quite a rocky path. I'm not saying you can't get strong by being in a certain caloric deficit or, or, or training a certain way. Like you can get strong, but sometimes, oftentimes these if you're looking for something more specific, it comes with sacrifices elsewhere. So if you're not mentally prepared for that, it could be quite a tumultuous relationship. Yeah, it's it's important to acknowledge that there's a difference between just like having that like weight loss transformation mm-hmm. and specific training. Yeah. Like there are very there are different coaches when it comes to lifestyle and specific training modules. So oh, that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> we, we like burned through that. Oh my goodness. Um, it's also, I think too, something to take into account is just like general shared values. Like if you love a coach's style, but you think they're a shit person. Oh God. Like what it, it's, it's like, it, you're literally getting into a relationship with this person. Yeah. Like you are talking to them ideally at least like once a week. You're dedicating a X, Y, Z amount of time with them. Like for us, all of our clients sign up for a minimum of three months. That's three months of talking to me 
at least once a week, if not multiple times in a week. That's three months of being very vulnerable with us about how your week went, how your training went, how your nutrition went, check-in photos, and everything else in between. Because like you said, like we're taking into account everything in someone's life because they all play into it. And if someone's had a really bad mental health week, which we run into all the time, specifically because what our clientele um, focus usually is, we're talking about the first responders and the shift workers and the healthcare workers. That happens to be our niche. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not comfortable talking to this person and sharing them, like, you don't, I don't need your life story. I don't need to know, like, all the triggers of what happened that week. But if you can't come to your coach and be like, this isn't working for me because it's not aligned with whatever I'm trying to do or I've just like shit really went off the rails this week. Like if you can't, if you're not with a coach, again, going back to like the dictatorship versus like educating, like if your coach isn't someone who can't empathize with you, like maybe that is what you're looking for. Maybe you're simply looking for someone who is just that coaching figure going to give you what to eat and how to train. But the it for us at least like that line becomes blurry. So making sure that you are comfortable in speaking to this person is important. Yeah, like if you're someone who struggles with their mental health, like I know for myself, like I struggle quite a bit with my mental health even to this day. If I were to go up to a coach and be like, "Hey, like I didn't get these workouts done, or I didn't push as hard as I could because you know I've been having a really bad low, and I've just been trying to kind of work my way through that." And my coach said, you know, have you tried toughening up about it? I would frisbee a fucking plate into his throat. <laughs> okay. Violence is what we are choosing today. But but that's what I mean, though. Like, you have to look at their values. Like, if, if they don't believe in a certain thing, like, if they don't believe in mental health and mental stability as part of your coaching regimen, but you are a huge advocate for mental health, your, your values don't align, like, that could be... Again, a tumultuous relationship. Yeah. If you if you believe in having a balanced diet, not cutting things out, and your coach is all about keto, and they're not willing to budge on that, like you have to make sure your values align. Yeah. Like you have to make sure that those points of view are. And this is not to say like everything is going to match up a hundred percent. And I feel like that would be super boring if everything matched up 100% because you do need some pushback. You do need some differing opinions to try and help create a bigger picture, a more complete picture. Sometimes differing opinions are okay, but if it's something way off the rails, it's going to be difficult. I think something that really needs to be said is if you are looking for a coach, you are looking for change. Mm -hmm. So when you say it's not going to be 100% lined up, it shouldn't be 100% yeah. lined up because if you come to me and you're like, hey, this is what I'm doing and I, I like, it's not really working for me, but this is what I'm doing and I'm over here being like, oh, yeah, you're fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like, yeah. what is the point of you and I sitting down and having this conversation? Like, as a coach, your coach should have the ability to push you. Yeah. We have to get outside our comfort zone. Otherwise, you're not going to change. Yeah, absolutely. You need that person to kind of test you a little bit and be like, okay, we need to try something a little bit different. But again, it comes back to the all or nothing. Like if they are all about something and or, or nothing, like it can be difficult. There needs to be an open conversation. There needs to be open discussions with your coach. Yeah. 
even if some things don't align, I, idealistically, some things don't align, well, understanding the why and having someone explain the why. Yeah. Having someone who's going to listen to you and your why, your rationale for having such ideals. Yeah. Expect some pushback, absolutely, with some coaches. Expect them to kind of pull you out of your comfort zone a little bit. But also know when there's a specific boundary that shouldn't be crossed. Yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think you you are going to be pushed. That's the whole point of signing up with a coach. A coach is going to bring you accountability. As, like The role of a coach is typically to help keep you accountable. That's often why people go to a coach. Usually, especially with us, like the reasons people sign up with us is because they come to us and they're like, I need some accountability, I need some structure, and I have no idea what I'm doing and I want to learn. Okay, fine. I love that. I am here for that. But my expectation of you is that you are willing to learn, you're willing to try things, and you are willing to be pushed outside mm-hmm. of your comfort zone. I'm not saying I'm going to throw you into the deep end because that's not fair. But Absolutely. My, my role is to push you, is to teach you new things, is to get you to incorporate new habits. And if you are a hard no and you have zero desire to make any changes whatsoever, don't sign up with the coach. You're not ready. You're not... When you're looking for... Oh, ooh. <laughs> I just had this aha moment. When you're looking for a coach, you're not looking to pay someone to be your echo chamber. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're not looking for someone to be your echo chamber. Yeah, it's great to have a cheerleader. It's great to have someone in your corner. It's great to have someone who's going to be invested in this just as much as you are. But you're not having some. You're not hiring someone to just kind of root for every little single thing you do. Like, hey, coach, I sat down and ate an entire ice cream cake all by myself. You're not going to have a coach that's going to be like, congratulations. You're going to have a coach that's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I feel a little bit attacked because I'm, I mean, I really like ice cream cakes. <laughs> but, um, okay, <laughs> but you're right. Like, your coach, sh- you should expect your coach to turn around and be like, okay, we need to talk about this. Yeah. And if that coach turns around and slaps your hand, if that's what you need, and then that's fine. That's, like, if you need that hard boundaries, if you need someone to tell you you're being an idiot, then that coach is for you. The other option is to have a coach who is like, okay, how could we have done this differently? Yeah. How can we prevent this? Like, there are two different ways to do this, and I... I'm trying to keep open-minded to all the different ways to coach because I'm speaking about this as a coach, so I just automatically fall into, like, how I would approach the situation. But it's not to say that there are other ways, are that all the other ways are wrong. This, again, just comes down to making sure that you and your coach have the same expectations of each other and the same values and the same styles. Yeah. And this is, it's more than just signing up with a coach. Yeah. It's not just, like, picking a name out of a hat and being like, let's go. Yeah. Like, this, is actually, this episode's actually really hard for me right now. <laughs> but that's a th- but it's such a good episode because it challenges us to re- to evaluate how we're doing. This is like an, this is like an introspective study on ourselves. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. You can't always be right, Cat. <laughs> Someone get me a fucking plate. <laughs> but it's true. It's so true. There's so many different ways to go about this, and finding the right coach for you can be hard 
it it should be a process. Yeah, I hate to burst people's bubbles, but just signing up with a coach because they're super famous on social media, for some people, it might work. For other people, that ain't it. (laughs) Not to contradict not to counter what you're saying by any means, but one way that a lot of people do get over this is having multiple coaches on their team so that you can shop around. And so you can still be a part of that team because that's typically what this is looking like. A lot of places or a lot of people are expanding their teams so that they can match multiple different styles and personalities. Realistically, their core values are going to be the same. But maybe how they communicate with clients or just who they are, like, personally, like, those things start to change. So it's okay to shop around. Yeah, absolutely. You look like you have more to say. No, it's gone. <laughs> it's totally like... Yeah, it's gone. I had it. It's gone. All right. I do, we do quickly want to touch on some of the things that coaches can't do. And this is where the water gets a little bit murky. This is... This was something that um, I know for myself, like a lot of these things were like, oh shit, I actually didn't know these things when I signed up for my coaching certificate. Like there are rules that we have to abide by and I don't know, I think these rules have always been there, but people haven't talked about them and they kind of just like, because they can get away with it, they do get away with it. And all right, here we go. What you got? What's one thing that you see coaches do that is, like, a hard no? Um, one of the things that is, like, a hard no and you shouldn't be doing, and oftentimes coaches do do, especially fitness coaches, is diagnosing certain musculoskeletal problems in people. Tell me more. Because <laughs> I can yeah. see it coming yeah. out of your brain. <laughs> like, there's so many coaches that deal with clients with, low back pain or shoulder pain or certain musculoskeletal stuff and they say automatically it's like yep you probably have like a bulge disc in your back what the fuck (laughs) or you have shoulder impingement like i'm sorry what like do you even know what that means (laughs) like diagnosing is not even remotely close in the scope of practice of a fucking coach and we should not be doing that. We should not be making diagnoses on the fly without proper investigation, without even a degree behind your name, right? Like, depending on which institution or which um, organization you, you do your coaching certificate through, you're either doing a three-day course or you're doing like a six-month course, whatever that might be. Within that, diagnosing is not within your wheelhouse. And so many coaches jump to it. And they're so quick to tell you the fix. Fix your posture. Fix your form. Do these corrective exercises. Do this um, training protocol to fix your low back pain. Shut the whole fuck up. Like, you did not diagnose anything. And by just programming arbitrary freaking exercises, you're not doing fuck all for your client, right? Yeah, so I know on the nutrition side... Like, when I was doing my certification, there's actually, like, a whole entire, like, section on referring people out because we can't diagnose. I can can do, like, an elimination food diet, 
But I can't be like, oh, so gluten was your trigger, so you're for sure celiac. Mm-hmm. Bitch, no. I don't have blood work. I don't have scopes. I can't, I, you can't do that. So you can have the conversation of here's what it could be. Go to someone who can diagnose these things. You can help someone kind of like narrow down what's going on and same with you. Like if you're watching somebody work out or they're telling you their symptoms and stuff like that, like first of all, you're an encyclopedia, so you're a really bad example of this because you could diagnose anything and it drives me bonkers, but you would never turn to someone and be like, you have what, like you, you have multiple sclerosis. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I went there, but that's where I went. Like, because you can't, Yeah. you can say, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. I think you need to go and get this investigated and officially diagnosed by somebody else. Someone who is qualified to diagnose you. Yep. And I mean, that's what doctors are for right not saying that doctors are the be all end all (laughs) as someone who is actively looking to become a doctor but like doctors are not the be all end all much like diagnostic imaging is not the be all end all because sometimes pain doesn't always equal pathology like you cannot physically see something wrong for there to be pain somewhere right but coaches who diagnose and then prescribe mm, there's the big word the big p word prescribe movements to help with this is a huge no-no. I, as a coach, can help a client do certain movements, certain lifts, certain exercises that might help with their symptoms, that help us work around their symptoms, that is something tolerable for them to do. But I cannot prescribe certain modalities. I cannot prescribe a certain series of exercises and be like, do this three times a week, you'll be fine. I cannot do that. I can help them move. I can help them get to a point where they're comfortable moving. And even then, it's a bit of a gray area there. But I can at least work with their symptoms to try and just get them lifting again or get them exercising again, get them moving again. But I cannot diagnose and prescribe exercises or modalities or protocols to completely eliminate that. That's what doctors are for. That's what physios are for. That's what ex- health and exercise physiologists are for. Yeah. That's their scope. As a trainer, I can just take those symptoms into account and work with it. And it's the same with nutrition. Like, I cannot... Here's the big one. This, this is going to send some people. Okay? I cannot prescribe a meal plan. I cannot. Ding, ding, there it is. Oh, my gosh. This is going (laughs) to, people are going to be upset about this. I cannot, like, legally, I am not allowed to write you a word-for-word measured out meal plan. I can't do it. I can work with you to build a menu. I can give you macro numbers. I can give you the numbers, but I cannot write out the menu for you. And this was something, like, when I was going through my certification, I worked with a friend who I did actually give her a meal plan. I was like working through my certificate and she was like, she was like, can you just like take me on? Like, and I was like, sure. Like, let's just like experiment with this together. I was like, just, you know, like I'm not certified. I'm working through it. Like, let's do it. And I gave her a meal plan. And so many things came out of this by the time, like, first of all, I finished my certification. I was like, oop, done fucked up there. My bad. But I, I was like, I can't do that. So 
in different states and in different provinces, the rules do change. But for me here in Alberta and in most places, I cannot give you a meal plan that is broken down to the exact gram with the exact foods you should be eating, the times you should be eating, like all of these things. Like I can help you establish your meal timing. I can help you build a menu of the foods that you want to eat. I can give you the numbers, but I cannot just give you what you're eating and going along with it. Like this was, I'm going to get some flack for this for sure, because I've definitely done this in the past, just like being very, uh, I I just didn't know better, I guess is what it came down to. Like I, we ran a challenge a little while, like years ago, like two years ago, like when we first did and I made everybody meal plans then. And looking back, I'm like, fuck, like I could have gotten in some serious shit for that. Like it's like, I, it's, you can't do it. You're not allowed to do it. That's just the way it is. And for a very long time, meal plans were like really common. Like that's what everybody went to and that's what everybody was giving out. So I don't know if things have changed because of that. That's what was happening. Um, Or if people, again, were just ignoring it because everybody was getting away with it. So, and it's frustrating because it's, meal plans are easy for the client because all they have to do is literally just follow yeah. the meal plan. Um, so I get it. I get the draw to it. I have been on a meal plan in the past, like from another coach. I I can put my tools together to make my own meal plan, like putting all of the things together, but I can't prescribe somebody like yeah. what to eat. It's different when you're doing it for yourself, right? Like you, you, you understand the numbers, you know, and I mean, these are readily accessible numbers that you can Google and find mm-hmm. out how much protein you need, how much, how many carbs you need, how much fat you need. Like, when you're doing it for yourself, it's completely different because if you fuck up yourself, well, it's just a learning experience. Well, and that too, like, when, if I were to make myself a meal plan, like, I am, first of all, I'm not prescribing it to myself. Um, Secondly, like, I understand that I, I'm not going to follow it. Like, I give myself the ability to move it and switch things in and out and, like, all of those things. Like, it's, it, it, I mean, it sounds really mumble jumbly and it's like, well, you have all this information. Why can't you just give it to me? But meal plans are technically considered like us, like being prescribed. If yeah. you are telling someone exactly what to eat, like the food choices that they yeah. have to eat, the numbers that they have to hit, like all of these things. So I can give the numbers. I can give, I can break down someone's macros for them, yeah. but I cannot tell them exactly what to eat and those are you can break down the macros because those are those are almost constants right mm-hmm. whether you're losing weight gaining weight training to perform like those are constants in science they rarely ever change but the person's own physiology their own biology their 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 gut health all the their comorbidities all that shit gets factored in right so when you're telling them like you can say you uh, the average human needs 150 grams of protein a day to maintain muscle health or maintain body composition. But now giving that number with everything, all your food, like down to the letter, right? How much, how much meat they're eating or how much protein they're eating to the letter. Like, yeah, it's a bit dodgy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so it sounds convoluted and I apologize. I know it doesn't really make sense, but I, in Alberta, you cannot give a meal plan. Unless you're a dietitian. Unless right? you are a dietitian. Yes, a dietitian can prescribe a meal plan. 
Um, a nutrition coach cannot. A nutritionist, I do believe, also can. A nutritionist and a dietitian are two different things. Um, they can. A nutrition coach cannot. We have no degree. Okay. Anyways, um, what also falls into that, though, is things like supplements. Um, whether that be you know, like your vitamins or like protein powder, um, pre-workout, your greens, all of those things. We cannot prescribe you to take those. We can suggest. We can suggest. We can take our own experience and share that with you. Um, again, like if someone were to come to me and they were like, um, "I'm going vegan slash vegetarian, whatever that looks like for you," I'm going to be like, "Oh, you're going to be low in in B12 and iron." And I, but I'm not. I can't be like, "You have to start taking iron every single day." Like, can't do it. I would then refer you out to your doctor to get blood work taken and have your blood work monitored while you go through this process because I cannot do blood work. I don't actually know what your iron levels are. I'm not just going to arbitrarily be like, you need to be on an iron supplement. So we can't prescribe shit, yo. We can inform you. We can guide you. We can suggest. We cannot prescribe. Yeah. You cannot physically say, take this supplement and come back because it's going to work like a hot damn. You cannot do that. Much like a fitness coach cannot say, do these, you know, ab stability exercises, come back to me in three weeks, you'll be 100% cured. Like, fuck you, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, whew, that got spicy. <laughs> it's only going to get spicier when we hit the red flag ones. Well, now <laughs> we're here. So, red flags. <laughs> red flag findings. Red flag findings. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few of you that went to your lamb score. It's, we're not talking about <laughs> strokes. It's fine. It's fine. We're talking um, about coaches. Are so like, are you having a stroke? I might be, because this is this is gonna this is gonna get me right riled up. So I'm never gonna shit on somebody for taking the role of being a fitness coach. It actually is quite a. It's not it's not the easiest path to take, because everybody is different. But there are coaches out there who take it above and beyond. So my biggest red flag with any fitness coach, and something you should be very cognizant of and be very mindful of, is that if a coach is saying they're going to heal you, and I know you know the coach that I'm thinking about, because <laughs> he was very vocal about this. Yes, and there are lots of them out there. And there are lots of them. And I'm not saying it's just one specific, but there's tons of them out there. If a coach says they're going to heal you, they're going to heal your IBS, your depression, your arthritis, your whatever. If they say they're going to heal you, that is a big red flag. And you should probably turn the other direction and run away and find someone better. Like a doctor. Like a doctor. <laughs> or a coach who's going to be like, hey, I'm really interested in your health. Like, let's work through this, right? But making grand claims... Huge red flag in my mind. Massive red flag. Yeah. Um, I think a red flag for me is someone who does, like, prescribe things. Like, for me, like, my first um, thought jumps to, like, diuretics for people that are competing. Oh, fuck. Like, if a coach, if you're competing and your coach is like, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, and then for however many weeks before you compete, we're going to put you on diuretics, I'm like... No, 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 just, just no, just, oh my gosh, no, like, I don't even know where to go with that, like, it's just, it's a no. Yeah. It's, 
it, prescribing medications is such a big red flag for me. Huge. Like, huge. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm done. Um, another big red flag for me is coaches who essentially make you earn the right to move. Like, if you can't do a proper bodyweight squat, we're not touching the barbell. I think that's a huge fucking red flag. And that's a personal thing. That's a personal thing, That's yeah. a, That's a very much a personal thing. No one should have to earn the right to do fuck all. If you're a good coach, you're going to teach someone, like, from the ground up, even if that means, like, a barbell. A good coach will not make anybody earn the right to do any sort of movement. A coach will teach a movement. They will, they will teach the cues. And if it looks like dog shit, guess what? You don't need to add weight. You just need to keep teaching. Oh, that's a big one for me. When, like, you see people coaching and you watch someone and they're struggling with an exercise and the coach is like, oh, it's fine. We'll just, like, throw more weight on. Yeah. I'm like, Hanna. Yeah. I don't know what that noise was. Hanna. <laughs> um, but, but, yes, I think, too, um, a big red flag for me is if there isn't actually a like mutual relationship between the two, yeah. because this is a partnership, coach and client is a partnership. You stole my last one. <laughs> 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 um, you you are working together through this. Like you know your body best. Like our our purpose is to teach and with a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of a push to get you to do things that are outside your comfort zone. But if that coach is coming in fucking guns blazing being like you're doing cardio five times a week you're working out five times a week like you are only eating chicken rice and broccoli like all of these hard and fast rules and it's not a collaboration like that's a big thing to me it, it like going back to like the dictatorship situation like you are equals in this you are both like you have the knowledge of your body and your limitations and your roadblocks and your um like the things that you are successful on you're bringing those to the table just as my purpose is to read between the lines, figure out where things aren't quite fitting and how bringing in strategies on how to, to, to fix those. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it's not cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to add on to that is like, if your coach is more invested in your progress than you are, like, again, big red flag. <laughs> like, a coach, a coach should be mutually invested in this with you, but if they're pushing you and pushing you and pushing you, and just want to want to see you like, we'll do whatever it takes to make you succeed without listening to, again, where your boundaries are, what your goals are. If they're just if they just have an image in their mind and they're gonna push you to that, come hell or high water, and they're invested in that goal without actually having to take into account like your lifestyle, your schedule, your your habits. If they just want to push you to that goal that they envision, I feel like that's a red flag. For sure. I, I mean, we touched on that, right? Like, making sure that your goals and your mm -hmm. coach's goals are aligned. Um, this is, like, oddly segueing us into the next little topic here, but I think it's a good spot. So something that needs to also be addressed is understanding the roles between the coach and the client and the expectations that coaches have of clients but clients should also have of coaches this being a collaborative situation um oh, here we go um your success lies on you yep as a client you will get back what you put into this just because you sign up with a coach 
doesn't mean everything's suddenly going to change. If you are not willing to put the work in, if you're not willing to make those slight changes, like you're not going to go anywhere. Just signing up with a coach doesn't do dick. This comes with work. And I think people underestimate how much work can actually go into this. Like, especially with, I know I'm speaking from our experience, like dealing with clients who are more on like the lifestyle side versus like the competition side, like changing your habits is fucking work. Like if you have never worked out a day in your life and you've decided that you want to start going to the gym, the fucking steps that come with that is more than just going to the gym. Like you have to be open-minded Because if you're not, if you're not willing to make any adjustments, this is going to be a waste of fucking money for you. Yep. As a coach, our job is to give you the numbers, whether that is weights, whether that is macros. Our job is to ensure that your programming is right for you. Mm. Ensure that you are headed in the right direction. Provide accountability and support when needed. We are there to be your pillar of support. We're there to be your cheerleaders. We're also there to be your educators. What we are not there to do is put in the work for you. Mm -hmm. You need to do that. Yeah. You need to pull up your socks and get to work. This is an investment in you. Yeah. You would not, you would not dump a million dollars into a house that is in complete shambles. <laughs> like you want to invest in something that you're gonna that you're gonna grow, that you're going to make your own, that you're gonna put work in, that you're gonna love in, that you're gonna put love into. Yeah, that is your body, that is your mental health, that is your overall wellness. You're going to invest in that. Do not expect other people to put in that work for you. Absolutely, because it's not gonna fucking happen. It's really frustrating to me as a coach when. I have a really good call with somebody. We come up with a so- what, what I feel like is sounding like a solid game plan. Both sides are on board. And then the next week we show up to do our check-in and they're like, yeah, I actually didn't do any of that. And I was like, okay, did you try? No. Okay. So what is your expectation of me if you're not, A, going to communicate that this isn't working for you mm-hmm. and B, you're not even going to try? Like, I'm going to throw things at people that they've probably never thought of or things they probably never thought they'd be able to do. That is my job, is to push the client past the boundaries that they have set. Hey, we just went through that in the first little bit of this. I know. (laughs) It it is all really full circle. Mm -hmm. Like, but my job as a coach, the, the job that I have given myself and the expectations that I have of myself are to educate people appropriately to their knowledge level that they already have, like making sure that it's like aligned with the communication that they're going to be able to receive. I didn't really, I used a lot of big words there, but I want to make sure the language, I want to make sure that I'm using appropriate language for my client. Um, I want to make sure that I am in the wheelhouse of where they want to be. I, again, I'm not going to be directly aligned with exactly what they want because what they want right now isn't working. So we need to kind of go about outside of that but it is expected of me to still listen to my clients when they are like this is too much this is too far this actually isn't fitting into my life Mm -hmm. 
And it's, it's a balancing act between are you not even willing to try or is this actually like, like if, you, if, some, if my coach turned to me and said, I need you to work out five days a week, that's not going to work for me. That will not fit into my life right now. Can we, can we negotiate? Can we start with three days a week? Let me get my feet settled into that. Then let me find an extra day somewhere in there. Like, but just, there has to, communication is key. Yeah. Communication is very, very important. But, again, the job of a coach is to pull you out of your comfort zone. If you are completely settled in your comfort zone, oh, I'm going to sound like a dick. If you are completely settled in your comfort zone, why are you looking for a coach to begin with? Mm-hmm. Seriously, if you have found a home there, if you've found your niche, why are you looking for a coach? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to be looking for a coach. You've, you've, made, you've made your bed, you sleep in it. Mm-hmm. And you're not willing to change the sheets yet. Exactly. Now, if you're looking for someone who's going to teach you proper habit, I, I mean, a good coach will never just throw things at you all at once and expect you to figure it out. Mm-hmm. A good coach will build. It's like building blocks. It's like building that foundation, building that pyramid. A coach will give you that foundation. A coach will provide that foundation. And it's up to you to take that and start making your fucking bed. Do the work. <laughs> do the work. You have to do the work. I think... Sorry? No, go ahead. I think, like, being realistic is so underrated in all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, acknowledging what you actually can't do and what is uncomfortable are two very different things. Yeah. Like, if you feel like your schedule is already full and you're not even willing to try to make space for other things that you want to take on, like, it's not going to work. But you have to be willing to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. So as much as there is a, there is huge expectations as a coach and there should be huge expectations on a coach to be able to adapt to the client and be able to adapt the roadmap that you've built to the client absolutely like it's a plug and play situation with a lot of adjusting to each person as an individual but the responsibility and the work falls on you as a client yeah i'm sorry i think you said it right there like i think you nailed it like our job is to adapt to you our job is not to just completely do everything for you. Like I can't go to the gym for you. That's my calories burned, not yours. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I know how to train myself, mm-hmm. but in order to know how to train you properly, in order to know what works for you, what movements work for you, what you're comfortable with, I need to know that you're going to put in that work and I need to know you're, you've at least tried. Mm-hmm. And then that way we can, again, adapt to the nuances of each individual. That's where the building comes in. Like, If you've tried something and you're like, hey, this piece of it worked, but this piece didn't. Okay, so we'll take the piece Mm -hmm. out, try a new piece. Okay, that has stuck. Great. We're building. Yeah. There's your next block. Okay, what's next? You try a couple of things. You figure out what works. You slap that one on top. And that's how it goes. This process is so much bigger than just going to the gym and counting your macros. Like there, it's all of the little habits along the way that are really what's going to build this. And you have to be conscious of the fact that this is more than just following a meal plan and following a workout plan. Because if, like the best example is someone who's never done any of this before. You've just lived your life and you already feel like your schedule's full. And now you have to figure out time to grocery shop, meal prep, 
you're fucking figuring out how many water bottles you need and where you need to put them all. So you're buying all these goddamn water bottles. You're trying to find 20 minutes to get your steps in. Like, it's a lot. It is a, it is a lot. And I get it. Yeah. Because I remember it being a lot. Totally. I, it's still a lot. Like, we're still constantly building on our habits. We Our foundation is a little bit more built than a lot of people because we've put the time into this. We've yeah. made the adjustments. I wouldn't even call them sacrifices because they're serving us so well at this point. Yeah. But at the time, it felt like, I felt like we were moving, like meal prepping is where my brain always goes to, like when we were incorporating that into our lifestyle. Yeah. Fuck, that was a goddamn mountain. It was a train wreck at the start. <laughs> we've been there, we've talked about it, but it's true. Like, yeah. it's gonna be messy, it's gonna hurt, it's gonna be crunchy. But we never had anybody do it for us. No. It's, it's not like the, the food showed up at our door and that was it, right? Just like, snapped our fingers, meal yeah. prep was done. But it, I promise you it gets easier. Once you figure out what works for you, it gets easier. It just takes a little bit of time. And this is where like it's easy to just fall onto a meal plan and a workout plan or a meal plan and like scheduling your workouts with a trainer five days a week, you yeah. know, like like those are easy. Like everything's done for you. But what are you learning along the way when you break up with your coach? Yeah. So yeah. how is that relation how is that going to look like, you know, a year down the line when you no longer have a coach? Is are there things that you absolutely adhere to mm-hmm. to to that day, right? Yeah. I find that uh that's where a lot of my clients, especially with the nutrition, like get frustrated as they expect things to happen overnight. But it's like there's so many building pieces that go along with it to make sure that this is going to be sustainable. Yeah. That I get a lot of, there's a lot of crunchiness in there. But once it clicks, like my favorite is when a client comes back to us after they've broken up with us and they're like, guys, I get it. Yeah. I get what we were doing and it's finally sticking. Yeah. And I'm like. We had a client say that not too long ago. They've broken with us, broken up with us for what, almost a year? Yeah. And they're still losing weight. Almost made me cry. Yeah. Oh, I was so happy. Oh, and it's just those little things. It's but, those. But that's how you know a coaching relationship was successful. Yeah. When they can look back and be like, "It worked." Yeah. You might not see it at the time, and this is this is going to be true almost all the time. You might not see it at the time. You might not see those pounds dropping off within three months. For some people, absolutely, it might be totally feasible. Mm-hmm. But for some people, you might not see that weight come off in those three months but give it time stick to the basics adhere to the lessons you learned Mm -hmm. and you'll see the big changes happening yeah we've seen both like we've seen both sides of that like i we've had clients that dropped a shit ton of weight just by lifestyle changes but then when life threw them a curveball things got a little haywire so it was super successful at the time but getting back on track was really hard after we were gone we've also had clients where it was really frustrating and there was a lot of like roadblocks and crunchiness like while they were with us and then afterwards they came back and they were like I have figured out all of the things we were working on and I just kept trying and it's it's working everything you guys said those foundations that we built it's all finally coming together versus just being separate pieces so all right any final thoughts no this was a a big episode I don't know this was a big episode I feel like we were like we, I, we were just very vulnerable in this, like speaking about mm-hmm. be coaching as people who have been coached, as coaches now. Yeah, and I 
implore anybody who has been a client of ours, who wants to be a client of ours, um, or who has had their own experiences, be vocal. If something hasn't worked for you, be vocal. Constructive criticism is the only way a coach is going to get better. Mm-hmm. Or you're just going to shut their business down. <laughs> and whatever. Eh. Listen, if, if someone's going to come to us and be like, y'all were fucking shit, and it shuts our business down, like, it's probably for the best. Because if yeah. we've got people coming to us, like, if we have enough people coming that are like, you guys were shit and not worth it and you stole all my money, tell me now. Yep. Because, like, I, I would not feel proud as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I... I implore anybody to be very open and honest with their coach. And if you're a client of ours, absolutely be open and honest with us. Give us constructive criticism so that we can grow. Yeah. Our Again, our job is not just to tear you down or, or just completely disillusion you with whatever the fitness industry, has, fitness industry has to throw at you. Our job is to work through this together. And we are absolutely open to constructive criticism. Yeah. Um, so but not be, too much because I'll cry. Yeah. We're a, little, we're a little soft sometimes. <laughs> but if you have a coach and it's not working for you, speak, be up. A, speak up. Like, fill that space. You hold space. That's that's on that's on you. Because yeah. if you're just letting someone dictate your life, you're never going to grow. Yeah. It's going to be resentful. Yeah. As soon as you break up with that coach, you're going to revert right back to what you were doing. 100%. So. This is a collaboration. This is a partnership. This is not a dictatorship. Exactly. So, so with that, with <laughs> with all that said, um, if you guys are looking for coaches, this is your chance. This is our chance to tell you that we do have client spots opening up. Um, with me going back to school, I'm absolutely going to be looking to fill my 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 free time with you guys. Help you guys on your fitness journey. I know Cat is always looking to help you guys build habits, build some. Uh, excellent nutrition habits and help you feel better in your own skin help you feel better physically help you feel better mentally we're here for you guys so we're opening up uh, coaching spots if you guys are interested visit us on Facebook visit us on Instagram we'll link that in our description box here and shoot us a DM maybe book a complimentary discovery call to see what we're all about yeah maybe we make a good fit for you so keep an eye out for that DM us if you have horror stories or success stories with your coach, DM us that too. We're more than happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, with Mike going back to school in the fall, this will likely be our last push for clients for a little bit. So if you have been thinking about it, if you have been considering it, um, now would be the time to do so because the last thing we would want is for you to message us in December and be like, hey, I'm really interested and us just not be ready to take on clients at that time. So this gives you more than your three months to get things going and get things settled and this gives us time to really focus on you guys we are in a space now like like we were quiet for a little bit because we weren't in the space and now we're in the space to to share it with with all of our clients and we just ordered a shit ton of dumbbells so come use the dumbbells our gym equipment is money (laughs) like mike was very excited about these dumbbells so yeah shoot us a dm if, if you're interested, if you have questions, we'll schedule a call with you, 30 minutes to figure out if if we have this shared values or not. So that's enough of that because I said this wasn't going to be a plug. So with all of that being said, we'll try with you guys next week. We'll catch you guys at the very next episode. We hope you have a fantastic day. <laughs>